Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book, and I'm also your host of this podcast series. This is episode 78 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. Now for today's episode, our topic is reading tarot for yourself. And I have a very special guest, my friend Courtney Weber, the author of Tarot for One, The Art of Reading Tarot for Yourself. Welcome, Courtney. Thanks, Teresa. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so delighted that you are taking the time to talk with me. And I think this is such an important subject because, you know, one of the things that I hear all the time from people is, oh, my God, I can't read for myself. So I think your book is really, really, um, it's helpful for a lot of people and it's just excellent, and it answers a lot of the questions probably that I'm going to be asking you today. So the first thing I want to ask you is what inspired you to write Tarot for One? It came out of a class I offered for quite a while when I would teach in different areas around the country, especially when I would teach my tarot reading series, which was four lessons that would focus on four different um, to four different methods of reading the tarot. And the reading tarot for yourself was always the most popular class. In addition, most of my tarot students would say, I can read for others, but I just can't read for myself. And they were very talented readers. These weren't dummies by tarot by any means, but they really struggled to get out of their own way, to trust what they were seeing, and to really let the voice of the tarot come through and tell them what's going on. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna write this into a book because I can't get out there and teach every single person that I'd like to, but at least I can have a book out there for people to buy. Right on. I think it is it's such a fabulous book. So let's start out by talking about self reads. How is a self read different, in your opinion, for reading than reading for someone else? Well, aside from the from the obvious is that you 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 yourself are the querent instead of somebody else. I think that. Um, it, I think the, one of the toughest things with any kind of tarot reading is letting your own projections and your own opinions set aside so you can let the true message of the tarot come through. Now, experienced readers reading for others are practicing this. I mean, ter- Teresa, you, you've read and you've written and spoken a lot about how to let your own put your own stuff aside to let the reading speak for itself. But that's really difficult when you're the one reading because also you're invested in the outcome. I mean, when I read for someone else, of course I care for my clients and I want them to be happy, but I'm not personally invested in their choices. But of course I am personally invested in my choices Mm -hmm. and it's my time that's on the line. And so I want the tarot to be telling me the things that I want to hear at the same time, I also want to get the truth and so that I can get the, the important information that I need. And I, so I think that that's the, I think the biggest difference is the relationship to the outcome. And when it's somebody else's reading, you may love them to death and they may, you may be invested in their outcome, but you'll never be as invested in somebody else's outcome as you are in your own. That's so true. Absolutely. So I want to talk about this myth about reading tarot or myths in general about reading tarot for yourself. Uh, what are, in, in your opinion, what are some of the biggest myths you've heard? And what do people actually need to know about reading for yourself? The biggest myth I've heard is that you should never read tarot for yourself. And there really are no never shoulds when it comes to tarot. Tarot is a tool. And I've, I've seen, I, I've, I think the only you never should is that you never should give somebody a dishonest reading. You should never tell someone 
or you should never, you know, make up a reading before you actually put the cards down there or use the tool to get your agenda across. Um, but, but there's no, there is no moral reason why someone can't read tarot for themselves. I think that there are times when it's probably best that somebody avoid reading tarot for themselves. I think when we're too wrapped up in an outcome, that it's better to perhaps seek a different reader when there are things that I'm really invested in on my own. Like at the moment, I'm, I'm working on another book right now and I'm, I really want it to do well, but I want it to do well so badly that I know that it's probably not the best time for me to consult the tarot because if I don't get the outcome that I want, see the outcome that I want Mm -hmm. in the tarot, it may make me self-conscious. It may turn me into obsession or paranoia. And so if I want to find out about the outcome of this book, it's probably better for me to go to someone else who can see this more objectively. And so if there are things I need to correct, that they can see that more clearly than perhaps I can, because I'm just too attached to this specific outcome. But on a regular basis, I just pull a tarot to see, hey, how's my day going to go? Mm-hmm. And when I'm really open to what the tarot is going to say, and then it, and then I take it for what it is. And sometimes the reading is really positive and it's like, yeah, let's get on with the day. And sometimes it looks like it's going to be a more challenging day. And then I might pull some cards to say, what are some tools that I can use to best navigate any challenging circumstances that come my way? I love that. I love one card spreads, by the way, the card of the day is like something I just, I I'm in the habit of, I've been in the habit of that for years and I, I love it. It just gives me so much guidance and things to reflect on. So I'm a huge fan of that. It's, it's interesting because I think um, James Wanless once said that all tarot readings can be done with a single card mm. because there are so many meanings in each and every card that you don't need all of these readings and I, all these, these different spreads. And so I found that actually the more, the more experienced a tarot reader is, the fewer cards they actually yep. need to pull. Yep, yep. We get right down to the heart of it. Also, sometimes the fewer words you need to convey the message. Mm-hmm. So we've already talked about, you know, if you're invested in the outcome, that could be difficult for reading for yourself. What are some of the other obstacles a person might face when they're reading tarot for themselves? The biggest one is, is am I only seeing what I want to see? Because maybe you're getting, you've, you want to find out if you're going to get this new job. And you get a lot of cards that, that you can read as, yes, I'm definitely going to get this new job. Everything's going to go well. And then there comes, sometimes there can come that insecurity of, but is that because I want this badly? I'm only seeing what I want to see. How do I know that this is the tarot's actual message? So in tarot for one, <laughs> excuse me, still getting over a cold. In tarot for one, I provide some specific exercises to help you figure out when is this my message and when is this, when is this my projection and when is this the tarot's authentic message? Right on. So when you're reading tarot for yourself, what kind of questions do you think are best and what kind should you avoid? I would, I always say be open to the answer. And so don't ask things that you're not ready to hear about. Um, when I, I was actually just talking about this with a high school friend and that she and I both auditioned for Guys and Dolls and we both gave the best auditions for Sarah and Adelaide and we didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. And I think if I had been reading tarot back then, I might've run to the tarot and said, will I get this role? And the tarot probably would have said, no, you're not. And then I might have, but I wanted that role so badly, it wouldn't have been a good idea for me to know the future. Maybe I wouldn't have given my all to the audition. And then it would have looked back and said, was it because I didn't give my all because I got this tarot reading? Or was it that I was never going to get this, this role in the first place? But I think um, the best kinds of questions are things that are, are more about instructive, mm-hmm. um, such as, 
what can I do to prepare myself to be the best I can be at this audition? Or what do I need to know about, um, you know, what, what do I need to know about what the director is looking for? And then take that information and use it to make yourself the best you can be. And there's nothing wrong with predictive tarot readings. There's certainly nothing wrong with doing predictive tarot readings for yourself, like will this work or will this not, as long as you are unattached enough to the outcome where you can, be, you can live with the fact that it may not go the way you hope. Right. And if you're not in a place where you can live with that at that time, it's not okay. It's not a good time to do predictive tarot readings. I also think um, asking yourself questions that can lead you down a rabbit hole. I think, that, uh, speaking for myself, especially when I was much younger and I was dating and dating men that were a little emotionally unavailable, weren't sure whether they were coming or going, and I would start to read, is it going to work out? Well, is it going to work out? Does that mean it's not going to work out now? Or does it mean it's not going to work out until mm-hmm. six months from now? Okay, so what is he thinking? Okay, so what is he thinking about me in general? What is he thinking about me overall? Well, is he thinking about someone else? And starting to lead yourself, when you find yourself obsessing about the minutia of a situation that you can't control, you can't control what someone else thinks about you. You can't control if the person you're dating wants to continue to, to be with you if you're, if you're acting your highest self and within what you two have agreed upon. Um, you can't make them love you if you don't, if they don't, you know, as the, the old Bonnie Raitt song says. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you start to obsess about things in which you have no control over, I think that can actually be really harmful to people. And I think that's one of the reasons why people, um, some people suggest that we shouldn't read tarot for ourselves. And again, mm-hmm. I think that that's not, that's, not a, that's not a rule that's out there, but I do think that people need to ask themselves, am I okay with hearing something Am I okay with hearing an answer that's not in line with what I want for the situation? And if not, um, maybe I need to ask a different question. And is, am I asking about things that are outside of my control? And are they leading me to obsess? And if so, it's time to pull back. That's such great advice. You know, there's <laughs> nothing worse than someone who wants to, what I call, hammer a dead tarot horse over and over yeah. again. Uh, when you are approaching it like that, it's so unhealthy. Uh-huh. And, you know, I don't like doing readings for people who are like that. Give it some yeah. space. Give it some breathing room. Let things happen. Let the universe do some things and maybe look at your role and some of the things you need to do in order to get things moving. So I, I totally agree 100%. And I don't know. Maybe I'm stepping out and maybe I'm going the direction and tell me if I need to step back across the line. I feel like it's more often this happens with women. I think that women are socialized to care more about what men think mm-hmm. than what, and I, I see that more with women who date men and women who date women. Mm-hmm. Sometimes women who date women want to know what this other person's thinking, but I find that the people that get really go down the dead, the dead tarot horse rabbit hole <laughs> is um, use, are usually women who are dating men. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, there's exceptions to everything. Yes, I've seen it with men. Yes, I've seen it with women dating women. But most of the time, it's women are dating men. I think it's because we've been conditioned that the man, man's opinion is so very important. And it, it can be really hard to pull people back from that ledge. And it's like, there's nothing in here that you need to know mm-hmm. that will help you. Let's talk about what you can do for yourself instead. Let's talk about the, the opportunities that are out there for you that don't have anything to do with this person. Right. That's like the question, will he come back? Yes. That's one of the most, I think, destructive questions that people can ask. Uh, You know, if you're focusing on an ex-partner and putting all of your energy into that, oftentimes that leads to some of the most obsessive readings, and I just think it's really unhealthy. It's a question that I don't like at all. I also don't like will I questions, like will I win this award? You know, it's like, yeah, 
you know, let's go beyond the will I. Again, I agree with you. The question should be stuff that helps you to be proactive so that you are directly involved in your life and the reading. You know, tarot is not a passive act. It's not like, no, it's boom, not. here's your future. Now sit back and everything's going to happen. Tarot is not a passive act. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what role does intuition play in reading tarot for yourself? I mean, can it be wrong? And if so, what might be the things that could impact your intuitive abilities? Well, I am a very spiritual person and I'm a polytheist and I do believe that there are um, spiritual beings who are invested in us just as we are invested in them. And a lot of times I myself turn my cards over to the spiritual entities that I work with, um, that I trust and I built a relationship with and so that I can um, get the, you know, so, so that I can, I can let go of, of being the one that feels like I have to, understand what's going on in every single one of these cards it also helps me in reading for clients because I get tired. I work, a, I work a full-time day job mm-hmm. in addition to writing, in addition to tarot clients. Some people I have three jobs and it's true. And so sometimes I get tired and when I get tired, I just turn it over to the tarot and say, I know you've got the message. I'm going to, I'm going to stop trying to be the one who's driving the bus and I'm just going to sit here and, 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 um, and translate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I think all people are naturally intuitive um, something that happened, I, I think this is part of our, I don't think it's a magical thing, really. I think this is part of how we've survived as homo sapiens on this planet without shells or fur or claws or um, being able to run very fast. We're not really well equipped for this planet. Mm-hmm. But I, I think in addition to our intellect and our um, our thumbs, we do have a, a sixth sense that has helped us helped us stay alive this long. And I'll tell, I know you kind of like the grisly story, so I'll go ahead and tell you this grisly story. I love grisly uh, stories. Okay. <laughs> so this, um, this past January, I was staying at a hotel for a conference and we all arrived on Sunday night. You got everybody checked in. Everybody's good. Everybody goes to bed. Everybody in my conference, we all woke at 3.30 in the morning and we're like, what is going on? And of course, none of us knew that till the next morning we were discussing with one another. And I know I woke up at 3.30 in the morning so disoriented, I didn't know what city I was in. And so I was trying to, trying to list all the cities I'd traveled to in the last few months, like, okay, I think I figured it out. And then the next morning we get downstairs, there's police activity, there are reporters, there had been a murder in the hotel that night mm. around 3.30 in the morning. And none of us heard the gunshot. I think one person said he might have heard a gunshot. But we all woke up because it's part of the human tribe of knowing there's danger present. Yes. There's danger to other humans near us. And so there's that, that part of us that's in our probably our reptilian brain that wakes up and says you need to be aware of your surroundings. And um, I think we all looked and saw, okay, we're in a bed. The door's locked. We're good. Go back to sleep. Um, but I feel that intuition comes from that space, probably from our reptilian brain and also part from the spirit, which to me is a mystery. We really don't know. And I don't really want to know the answer mm-hmm. <laughs> to why spiritual things happen as they do. I think I'm happy enough just knowing that they do. But I, I think that the intuition is part of, of um, our connection to our human tribe and to this planet. And um, just as we might be sitting with someone and we get an intuition that there's something really wrong um, with perhaps their stomach, it's because that's part of the human tribe as we've survived long enough by just having that sense of there's something wrong with this person's tummy. Mm-hmm. And maybe we should go see the root, we should see the root doctor and they can get them taken care of. Just see what the root doctor has to say. Um, and that's how, if we didn't have that, we probably would have died out of the species a long time ago. Cause like I said, we don't really have bodies that are well made for this planet. 
So wise. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us uh, also, a lot of people, they get these instincts, they get these feelings, and they, they ignore it because, you know, our society doesn't always honor the intuition. But I think that's changing. I think that mm-hmm. intuition's back in a big way, and people are starting to see that it is, you know, something to honor within ourselves. Yeah, and it, it's it's kept us safe. It's it's, it's mm-hmm. I, I know there have been times where I wonder if if I turn left instead of right, if I would have been injured in some way, um, oh, or yeah. I've, I've yeah, or I've had um, a, a colleague of mine. Um, she just had a sense that she needed to take her baby to the doctor. It turns out the baby had a very serious illness that didn't have a lot of symptoms, mm-hmm. but she just had a sense like I don't feel like something just isn't right. Mm-hmm. And again, that's part of. That's, that's part of evolution at work. Yep. And <laughs> how many mothers have kept their babies alive over the years, over the, you know, hundreds of thousands of years humans have been around because they trusted intuition. Yeah. You know, I have a grisly story too. Years ago, there was this guy who liked me and technically he was my type. You know, I've got a specific type, even though I love all types, uh, but he had <laughs> long blonde hair, you know, really beautiful blue eyes. He was really funny. Um, you know, so all the qualities that I liked and, but there was something off. And so even though I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty cute and he's hilarious and he's smart, but there's something not right. So I just told him, no, we just got to be friends. I'm hung up on someone else. Well, anyhow, needless to say, this guy ended up um, doing a really heinous murder. I'm talking dismembering a body and it was front page news. It was really shocking um, and all I can think of is, holy catch, you know, you listened to it and you probably avoided getting yourself into a situation that could have gotten really, really grisly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I had that happen recently, too, that um, a couple of people kept suggesting that I recruit this one um, spiritual worker as part of my job. And part of my job is I work at an interfaith institution. They're always asking me to bring pagan people on board. People kept saying, well, why haven't you asked this woman? We'll just call her Carol. Why haven't you asked Carol? Carol would be great. And I kept, something kept telling me no. And I was criticizing myself for it. And I thought, is it because she looks like me? Is that my old actress self in me? You don't want the person who's your type around auditioning for the same role. And I thought, is it because we look alike that I don't want her around? And I mean, even asking myself that question, like, what is it in me that is repellent to this woman? Mm-hmm. It's come to find out this woman ended up being embroiled in really horrendous scandals with regards to um, abuse through her clergy status. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, at least I, at least I was right there that there was something that was, that wasn't quite right that I shouldn't be, you know, right. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't bring this person on. So I have one last question for you because I think this is such great. I mean, we could talk about this intuition stuff. We maybe have to do another show in the future too. I know. Uh, <laughs> I think we just kind of, kind of care for yourself. Let's talk about grizzly intuition. Yeah. <laughs> but the last question is, um, is what is the easiest way to get started reading tarot for yourself? Well, besides buying my book, <laughs> <laughs> um, also just go get yourself a tarot deck. And that's another myth that I want to bust is that, you do not have, someone does not have to buy you a tarot deck. Your tarot deck does not have to be brand new. It does not have to be wrapped in silk, although wrapped in silk is quite lovely. You do not have to charge it on the full moon, although I sometimes do because I find that helpful, but you don't have to do it. But I think there are people that are drawn to tarot that buy these myths that you should never buy a tarot for your deck for yourself. Mm-hmm. You should never use a secondhand deck. I mean, one of my secondhand decks is so wonderfully informative, and I think it's because 
its season. It's been around for a while. You know, it's, it's seen a lot more than just what I've done. And um, I think go out there and, and look for a deck that um, tells stories to you. Um, don't be embarrassed if you get a mainstream Rider Waite deck, if that's the one that speaks to you. And don't feel like you're weird if you find yourself drawn to a really esoteric, individually published deck. You need to find one, though, that tells stories. Some decks are out there um, that have beautiful artwork but don't tell stories. Mm-hmm. And people struggle to read with those. And um, so don't just get it because the artwork is beautiful. Make sure you're getting it and that you are seeing stories in each of the cards because that's going to be crucial to you being able to read tarot, not just for yourself but for anyone, is you need to be able to see the story within the cards. Um, And then I often tell people start by pulling a card of the day, Mm -hmm. write down your impressions, and then check in with that card at the end of the day, what parts of that card manifested, what didn't, and sometimes I find that the things that are um, the tarot can bring up bring up really um, interesting things we didn't even think of. I know that I think I once pulled a card of the day for actually I pulled a card to see how my afternoon would go, and I got the emperor. And so I assumed I'd be dealing with some white man bullshit, and said, "All right, well, time for me to deal with the patriarchy." Blah 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 blah. Turns out, no white men actually annoyed me very much that afternoon, not in a way that would warrant them to get their own tarot card. But one colleague of mine and I ended up spending an entire meeting talking about our fathers. Hmm. <laughs> and we ended up coming up with some really interesting insights on both of our fathers because we, we had a similar upbringing. And so I thought, okay, that gives me more insight into what the emperor was talking about. Like, hey, fatherhood's going to play a role in your afternoon. I went into it thinking it was going to be patriarchy and I was ready to, you know, pull out my pussy hat and hit somebody in the face with it. But instead, <laughs> I got, not really everybody, I don't condone violence and I don't use it, but it's funny when I say it that way. Uh, but it came out in a way I didn't expect. I love that because tarot sometimes, uh, I have a good friend named Krisha who one time said to me, you know, she says, when I get a reading, sometimes I think, oh, that's what the tarot meant because, you know, things will happen. And then later on, it's like, oh, that's what that's it what meant. the tarot meant yeah you know it could be literal it could be figurative and i think for people one of the things they should all keep in mind whether you're getting a reading for yourself and doing it yourself or seeing a professional give it time for things to percolate don't sit and like we talked earlier obsess see how things pan out it may pan out maybe in a different way than you anticipate but i always say the cards never lie just you know humans sometimes interpret the way they interpret yeah absolutely well i want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with my audience courtney can you tell people where they can find you and where they might purchase tarot for one i if you can get tarot for one at your local independent or small um, business bookstore please buy it there if you can't buy it there, you can certainly buy it on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble. Um, I also carry it on my website, which is thecocowitch.com, T-H-E-C-O-C-O-W-I-T-C-H. And um, I'm on Twitter, um, and I'm also on Facebook, probably a little too much, so you can certainly find me in both of those places. Um, you might find me, you know, making uh, smart aleck comments on Teresa Reed's <laughs> Facebook page. You can always find me there, too. Well, thank you again so much. And um, for people who are listening in, this is a wrap. So we are wrapping up this episode of Tarot Bites and a reminder that you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, 
and lots of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. Thanks again for listening, and have a beautiful day. And, hey, by the way, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a sweet little review on iTunes because that will help more tarot-curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. (coughs) And I always like to finish off by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. 